It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're covering C2E2 2023, or at least my, you know, yeah. part of it there. Mike wasn't there, yes, but he lived through me vicariously, I will tell yes, you. Yes, your adventure there, or as we like to call it, Chicago Comic Con for yep. the uh, unknowers. Yeah. But yeah, you were there, boots on the ground, excited to hear your report. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're getting ready for a week of superhero trailers, and Mike, we were discussing this and literally... The trailer we're waiting for, it's already online, eight minutes ago. Uh, so we missed what we were refreshing for, literally, as we were sitting here to refresh it. But we've oh got mu- a lot a- more. <laughs> well, th- things are already derailing, folks. Yes. I had the I had the Marvel Entertainment YouTube page up, and it's not – they don't have it. It's, it's not on, there. It's on, it's on the tweeters. I'll, I'll, I'll link you to the tweeters. So All we're right. going to we're gonna do a live um, – watch with you guys uh and, and play try to play the audio through for you guys uh so so bear with us as we kind of do this uh, like as, as mike said insider baseball because it was during a baseball game <laughs> um scott pilgrim's uh return as an anime and we've got some details mm-hmm. on that which is pretty cool and more like more yeah but as chris was saying he was just mere hours ago in the grand city of chicago for c2e2 which, which means we are recording later in the day as usual so if we would have recorded normally earlier in the day, we would be telling you right now, oh, stay tuned for the Secret Invasion trailer that's airing tonight. As you're listening to the podcast right now, it's probably already available. You're in the future. But right now, since we've waited, we are trying to incorporate it in the show. It's like breaking news. Imagine like that red Chiron, like as you're watching like a 24-hour news channel, you know, beep, 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 coming oh, in yeah. Secret Invasion it's, trailer, it's probably so. playing right now in the background. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we are literally, I just downloaded it. We're going to do a live watch here on the show. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty, pretty stoked about that. Uh, and then um, uh, we're going to, it's a two-minute trailer, Mike, by the way. I just looked it up and, okay. and do that. Um so we just pulled it. It was during what was it like an Eagles and something other baseball game, and we we spent probably more time looking up what when do trailers debut <laughs> during baseball than actually like yeah. trying to refresh. the I page. was like, yeah, like you know, we're a little bit more familiar when it comes to um, I, football. I would say due to the Super Bowl, because you kind of know where the peaks and valleys are when you're watching a football game, right? You know, you got kickoff, two minute warning before halftime. You know, first commercial mm. of the game, but like. I don't know how things work in baseball. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I agree. I was just like, I don't know. And you actually were ahead of me because you knew something about the seventh inning. And I'm like, I have no idea. I know there's nine total, and that was about as far as I got. So uh, applause See, to you, Mike, for getting that. But far. we need a we need to hire an editor that can just do a supercut of us trying to break down how sports work it's yep. always very very fun mm-hmm. to see us flounder we, over here we are we we are snackers not sportsers so i mm-hmm. believe that that's uh that's how we how we do it over here but um yeah yeah uh, i mean do you want to just get into this mike i mean i i literally i was just talking i've been through i think seven states in the past seven days mm-hmm. uh in two different time zones and i am just full of um 
you know, uh, travel food. Because you don't eat healthy when you travel, right? Like, that's the worst part. You're like, I want to experience mm-hmm. this. So I'm just absolutely, I wouldn't say miserable, but, like, my feet are sore. Uh, I've been driving in a car all day. And I've not eaten a, probably a single green thing in a week. Uh, so um, let, 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 me talk, let me talk about C2E2, which stands for Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Like, we, we do this every year. I've been, I've been there since at least 2011, if not 2010, uh, every year I could go. And um, no different this year. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, packed house. They sold out of tickets on Saturday, Mike, which I've never, like, it was a rarity, right, to sell yeah. tickets at a Comic-Con. You were saying this is one of the few uh, versions of the convention that have happened during warmer times, not just in mm-hmm. the middle of the winter. Yeah, absolutely. It was very warm on uh, Friday and um, so warm it actually caused tornadoes up here. Uh, Friday evening, and I driving home, I actually saw some destruction on the side of the interstate on um, I sixty five, Mike's a little north of Purdue, and I was like, well, yeah, I feel I, it's absolutely horrible for those people. So hopefully everyone's fine. But like, you know, with the risk of warm weather in March comes you know the the Midwest tornado season, uh, and then Saturday was very rainy and uh, cold, so it was it was very fun to, to go back and forth. But yeah, people were out in full force, Mike. Like I. Like they were, they were lined up uh, to get in at 10, 10 o'clock throughout the day. What I love about comic cons, and this is, I think, a little known, I guess, quote unquote, secret. If you have the ability to take off Friday from work and go Friday to a comic con, you're gonna have so much more space than if you have on Saturdays because no one takes off work. They'll go, they'll go first thing Saturday morning and try to get it all done, and, and you could just tell it's packed, 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 packed. And even though. You know, I was there Friday to get my photo with uh, the Chris Evans, the Captain America himself. Um, I was still able to, like, you know, freely meander around, find seats at tables, right? Like, that's the hardest part when you're like, I want to sit down. Uh, <laughs> on a busy day, you, you're not finding a table, an open table at all. So, um, very, very lucky to do that. But um, Friday's great. Uh, I want to give a shout I, I have a little video, uh, or not video, fo- uh, sound interview with Andrew Heath. Um a uh, uh, an artist who I would say is local to me within I, I, an hour hour and a half from me. I've known him for years uh, personally as a friend and as an artist. He always does really really great work. Um, so um, I bought some of his prints this year, Mike. One of them is uh, retro all the retro game cartridges uh, and and like discs like all laid out together, which is really cool. Uh, I got a Smash Brothers poster of the like the lineup of the original characters, like a, like mm-hmm. a grid. And then uh, one of my favorites is he, um, I guess, uh, recently did a f- all five Gundam Wing Gundams in a row, like portraits, like uh, across. And I'm like, no one else is gonna get this. Uh, I, I opened it up. I came home like I've shown you know my wife uh, the 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 goods, and she's like, oh look, the Transformers. I'm like, I appreciate <laughs> the effort, but divorce. It, it, is, it is not. It is not Transformers. She's watching. I mean, she's um, watching Dragon Ball, Mike. I can't get too mad right now. So okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, pop culture um, kind of poster illustrations, very in the zeitgeist right now with yeah. Funko shutting down Mondo well, effectively for they, the most part. They brought it back. They they actually reopened Mondo this week. I don't know if you saw yeah. that or not. So lots of. I, well, I've seen like open letters from the CEO and like people yeah. responding. So I don't know exactly where they, it is now. Cause they said they're going to be dedicating some more space to like yeah. printing vinyl records. So, well, so they are really sure they, they did say on Friday. Um, cause again, at a comic con fucking everything is the like, like every news mm-hmm. like that you think that we like, I'm, I'm not going into work and expecting people to talk about this, but like at a comic con, everyone's talking about it, but Mondo mm-hmm. is doing the posters again. And they're going to do instead of limited prints, bigger print runs. So more people can have access to the posters. 
Um, so it sounds like enough maybe outcry from it um, uh, d- made them decide to do it, but they it maybe from a business point of view, we have to sell more to keep the company yeah. open. So but I will I will give uh, credit to this artist, uh, Andrew Heath. I had to Google them at the top of the show because I was like, who's this person that yeah. Chris added in the show notes? And I almost thought you were going to try to pivot into like a Mondo conversation. Yeah. And, like they were like a Mondo artist or something like that. So uh, props for them for making work. Yeah. At a professional level quality. I don't know exactly, you know, if they are working with any uh, big print nope. shops or studios, but good for them. Yeah. He, really good work. He does his prints. The the other things I would say, uh, he currently, you can see on his website, the, the Frozen culture. Um, these are actually vinyl figures, like blind bags you can get um, of licensed properties that look like popsicles with a bite taken out of them. Um, <laughs> at the show, he had um, full sets of the Back to the Future Um set so so those were there he's got some other properties coming up including like the universal monster or i guess the out of rights monsters right you know the monster mm-hmm. stuff um and some other ones coming up that he's got licensed and those are those are really cool and i believe you can buy them through his website and um and they're in like fye and some other stores as well so those are cool but i, lo- I love his posters i have some older sets of like his mario and uh, mario and luigi pair like little square images um and he talked about in our interview he, his posters are actually printed to the specific size he wants them to be, right? Like, he's not making a design and scaling it to fit different sizes. Like, oh, do you want to buy a small one of this? I have a small, medium, and large. No, he's like, you get it at this size because this is how I design the space and the layout. So uh, I'm going to post that hopefully this week. Um, again, Andy, uh, I, I ran into him before the show on accident, ran into him leaving the show on accident. I felt like I was like, I'm not following you. I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, it is just my luck and how how I operate. So um, yeah, I want to give a shout to Andrew. Uh, another couple things, uh, you know. Again, I got my photo with Chris Evans, wonderful guy. I did see a very interesting incident in front of me uh, oh, in line. Okay. So you get in these lines, like like the, like cattle lines, right? You're like all right, Ooh. everyone get here. We're gonna go through. We gotta move. We gotta boom, boom, boom. Get in and out of there. We got lots of photos to do. Uh, the people in front of me, one was dressed as Captain America from uh, Infinity War. Uh, and mm-hmm. the other one is um, wife, girlfriend, maybe was uh, Captain Carter. So they both had their shields and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you get closer, and they, say they put uh, little headbands that say happy birthday. I'm like, it's not Chris Evans' birthday. Uh-huh. And the person beside me did confirm that. Um, you know, what we were talking, and they get there, and then like, okay, um, you know, you can have your shields and just no touching. I mean, you can fist bump them, but that's it. Like, right? Don't, don't, don't freak out the celebrities. Um, yeah. And as we get there, they put their bags on and they whip out a fucking cake, like a birthday cake. Uh, like from a grocery store and like pop the top off of it. And the security's like, uh, they were like, let me look. And he looks to let the ladies. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> goddamn, why are we letting a birthday cake, like food go into this photo what, shoot? So who, who was the cake supposed to be for, well, for the people taking the picture with Chris? Yeah. Evans? Apparently it was the girl's birthday. Uh, and then I was like, why would you bring a cake to like, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever, like there are other ways to celebrate, like bring a prop cake, right? They let you bring props in, like do a, do a cardboard yeah. cake. No one's going to tell from the photo. It was just the the absolute zaniest thing that because it, it seemed <laughs> normal for like the longest time, and then like things kept unfolding. And I'm like, what in the world I was do, happening? I do think there is a fun little bit of strategy and meta game, right, for these high profile celebrity photo ops, right? 
uh, where like you know you want your picture with them right but also really what you're striving for is kind of like a unique moment right yeah in the best case scenario not only do you walk away remembering Chris Evans, but Chris Evans walks away remembering you, you yeah. know, out of a pool of a huge people. So, like, you know, dressing up in cosplay, that's probably a g- great way to get, like, you know, it's almost like when you're walking up to, like, a video game NPC and you want to get to, like, uh, additional dialogue trees, right? How do I get to Chris Evans' additional dialogue tree in the photo op, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I can't I can't fault them for trying something unique yeah. with the cake, but, yeah, you're you're risking the security. You're just going to, like, no, nah, oh, yeah. you're going to throw... You're going to, like, Steve Aoki and throw this cake at Chris Evans. I can Right, it. right. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, like, you know, what's he going to do? Like, if you give him, like, are you trying to give him the cake? Like, he's not going to yeah. eat the goddamn cake. Like, 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 there's, again, props, totally would understand. But a real cake, I saw them open literally in front of me. I was like, huh. <laughs> uh, they, like, about dropped it. There were sprinkles everywhere. I'm like, this is just a mess. Like, this is how you get ants right here. Um but um, lovely, lovely gentleman. For a little bit, I got in there out of, uh, I, I, you know, you don't have a lot of time with a celebrity in these things. They literally are shuffling people in and out to get all the photos done. But it was, it was a lovely experience. and had a good time. So, so what's your count now? You have a, a, a photo with Paul Rudd, yep. Chris Evans, any others that I'm re- um, misremembering? Technically, uh, Daisy Johnson, uh, Quake, Chloe Bennett, right, from Agents uh-huh. of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, a couple Stan Lees, but no, no bigger celebrities like that, I guess. Uh, Gotcha. From the MCU. But it doesn't mean it won't work there. They are pricey events um, as you get there. Um, it would You could get two photos with Zachary Levi for the price of one photo with Chris Evans <laughs> at, at the same convention center. That's so, pretty funny. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was a great time. Um, I want to say I had a, a brush in with uh, John Glover. And I said, Mike, do you know who John Glover is? Uh, through text. I, I will have to admit, I saw the name. And I was like, this feels very familiar. Yes. So then I had to look it up. <laughs> and the second yeah. I did, I was like, that's Lex Luthor's dad yeah. from Smallville. Of course, Lionel Luthor. <laughs> Lionel Luthor. Also, um, uh, Savannah's dad in the first Shazam movie. He is great at playing oh, um, yeah, corporate right. evil dads yeah, who don't yeah, care yeah. about their children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, he was like leaving through and he like turned around and like bumped into me and this other person I was with and he like, you know, gave them a hug, gave me a hug. And I just kind of stood there like starstruck. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And so did he. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he got like me and the guy was like, come on, we gotta go, John. I'm like, oh my God. The, the person was there like, oh, that was fun. I'm like, you not know who that was? That was, that was John Glover. And they were like, who? Like you did. I'm like, the dad... Yeah. Looks Luther's John dad. Carter. I mean, he was he is a tour de force. I'm yeah. not it's not it's not just like, oh, this is like an actor from like a popular superhero thing. He is a, an amazing performer. Like he steals every scene that he's in in like yeah. Smallville. He is like he's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um he like I said he's been in a bunch of movies. I did pull up just to make sure. He was in Gremlins 2. I was like, he Gremlins, but he was, he was in Gremlins 2. Oh, uh, he was, right? Wasn't he like he worked in that building? Yeah. The Gremlins, right? Well, I mean, I guess literally every actor in the movie was in that building. Right. So. He, he he is the voice um uh, he was in RoboCop 2. He does the voice of the Riddler in Batman the animated series. Uh very ingrained in, in DC and stuff like that. He he's in a lot of stuff. You go look him up. You'll you'll recognize him right away. Uh, so, um, it, it was fun to, to kind of bump into a celebrity, kind of be like starstruck along like, Oh, that's, this is awesome. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, all, all, C2E2 this year was interesting. There were no comic publishers on the floor, Mike. And mm-hmm. that's usually like the big thing we go for. Right? What's Marvel doing? What's DC doing? What's, you know, Image or, or Boom, whatever. None of that. Uh, they they were not there this year. Uh, but they had panels with like, you know, comic for comics and stuff like that. So that was fun. But uh, the no nothing on the floor. Instead, they had a lot more vendors than usual and a lot more art vendors uh, selling their art out on the floor rather than being an artist alley. Um, Artist Alley had a couple highlights. Again, Bill Amond, uh, Foxtrot, I uh, was able to get him to sign my, my collections. He drew uh, um, the, uh, what's the younger kid's name? Um, Jason. Um, Jason. He drew a Jason for me. No, yeah, Jason there for me. Uh, he had some pins with the older brother playing like an arcade game, eating mm. like eating pizza. I'm like, these are perfect for me. Like, this is my life right here. Um, you know, shout out to, again, to Art Balthazar. He he does, uh, he owns All Yeah Comics and like, a couple your comic shops. He always does a little sketch for me if you buy his stuff. He, he drew me a Sentry this year, Mike. I always ask for a Sentry. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I gotta have him. Um, you know, uh, Saladin Ahmed, the writer of Black Bolt, the more recent Black Bolt stuff was there, so I got him to, to sign some stuff. Um, just kind of thinking through here, what else? Oh, um, Charles Soule. Charles, have you ever heard of Charles Soule as a comic writer, like author? Uh, no, I've heard of Charles Schultz. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Charles, Soule, he a wrote a different comic creator. Yeah, he wrote. Uh, he, he got really big. He's he's done some Daredevil work. His uh, She-Hulk stuff is kind of really what the the show's based on. Like um, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the show stuff's based on him. He has done like most of the Star Wars and Darth Vader comic books since Marvel started publishing oh, those great. several years ago. And he has been writing the New Republic or High Republic novels for for Star Wars and Marvel. So actually, oh, wow. I picked up uh, the Light of the Jedi, which is the first no- novel in that mm-hmm. series from him. Uh, there and he, and he signed it for me. He's a lo- lovely gentleman, uh, absolutely great. And he's got a comic series that wraps up in two weeks called Eight Billion Genies. Um, oh, we, I've heard of this. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know the concept. I've I've had this in my Amazon wish list for uh, a minute, and I've wanted to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The final issue uh, comes out, uh, I guess, a week and a half. So, um, yeah, yeah, he does that. The artist was there who does Eight Billion Genies. I just have to give give him. I, I was like, look, if no one has told you this. Using the, um, I guess, obscure space backgrounds for the backgrounds of the genie designs is absolutely fantastic. Like, it gives them that ethereal, you know, omnipotent feeling, but, like, they're also, like, really kind of quirky. Like, they take on the traits of, like, the the owner of the genie as well. So, um, the artwork in that is fantastic. So, both the writer and artist were there. Um, It's a funny story about that. So, Charles was signing my, my buddy Brian's book. And he, uh, he had the artist sign it last year in 2021 uh, or 22. So he got the artist in 22. Charles takes it. He's like, well, I'm going to write. Uh, he's like, I got a 24 on this. And we just kind of looked at each other like, is this an April Fool's joke? Like, it's not 2024. Like, why did he write 2024 on it? <laughs> uh, we couldn't really figure it out. We just kind of left it at that. So um, that, that was yeah. that's a good time on the show floor. Looks like the first, uh, the first volume for 8 Billion Genies is coming out July 25th. Yes, yeah, uh, this year. So. That, that should be the the full the Add, full set of books. Adding that to my list. Yes, absolutely. I recommend. I've read every every issue. Um, I, I I joined late on that, so I was able to read like half of it before I started yeah. doing monthly. But I was like, damn, this is good. This this feels like something that gets like adapted, you know, like on a yeah. streaming service at some point. So oh, it's it's crazy. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's about uh, one day uh, on Earth just randomly, uh, eight uh, the entire population, eight billion people get a genie, and you get one wish for whatever it is. And there are rules about the wishes, and I'm not going to go into it, but, like, you know, if, if you have a wish, like, you know, like a Thanos wish, Mike, like, you, like I wish half mm. the people were dead, and I have a wish that half the people were alive, the wishes just cancel each other out, and they're used kind of thing. 
Um, some people use it for good, some people for bad. It's really crazy because um, it takes place, you know, the last book I think was like 80 years into the future from like the day one, like on oh, like wow. G- like Genie Day. So like it's covering this huge concept, like, you know, timeline thing. Yeah. So it's really fun. As far as, yeah, as it was described to me, it was just like everyone gets one wish, the world like yeah. falls into chaos, but like one person's wish was like to wish for like like sanctuary it was like pretty a, like much a yeah. bar where you can like be safe it almost kind of feels almost like john wicky yeah. in yeah. a way of just like you're safe here just don't go outside yeah and that's that is the i would say the first the first half of it kind of deals with that right but like mm-hmm. how, how do you how do you live knowing you have a genie's wish and also you're stuck in a bar like while the world's super, going to hell around you, super so. fun high concepts yeah absolutely it's great so um that was cool but um I'm sure I'll think of more later. Uh, you know, I was able to pick up some some cool books, some artwork, some posters. Um, really, really fun. Again, if you ever get a chance to go to, to C2E2, it's not San Diego Comic-Con level, but it is really, really fun for a day. Uh, absolutely had a blast being there. and uh, Always great to catch up with people. Got to see a friend of the show, Quentin Parker. I've not got to see him in years. Um, you hit up some, some arcade uh, bars in the evenings and, and, and have a good time. So highly recommend it for that. Mike... Tell me what this next link is, because I swear to God I've seen this before. You and I don't know if you shared it or somebody else did. I think it might have wow. been you. I'm I'm surprised you you must have been um, uh, off social media this week, or I'm sure you're. you're I've busy. been traveling for seven like, days straight. Like, so. oh yeah, that's right. I did forget. <laughs> yeah, that's why we had to record uh, earlier last week. Uh, so yeah, I you know how at the end of the show. Uh, I always tell everybody, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Micro Design or read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Well, I, on Monday last week, launched a brand new web comic called Life Rewards Risk. So I have uh, a new website that I'll be pitching to everybody at the end of the show, but I might as well put it at the top of the show here there called liferewardsrisk.com. It's a brand new web comic that I've created. There are a total of nine nine comics right now one of them is a a four-parter that's the first time i've made a comic where all of the characters are consistent there's a rough overarching story between all of the comics you can get to know all of the characters but i just thought this would be like a fun new challenge for me as all of my old web comics have just been all like one-off gags Mm -hmm. brand new stories characters and locations every single time and i was like i bet i could get a lot more work done if i didn't have to rethink the world and uh people in these every single time that i make a comic so yeah for like the last year or so i've been sketching these characters and what I wanted them to look like, maybe what I wanted them to feel like. And then the last few weeks, I've been kind of uh, creating like a backlog, a, a pool of comics. So last week, if you follow me online, I have been posting one every single day from Monday through Friday. So now I have them everywhere that you can put a web comic. I got them on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, Facebook. So if you head head to liferewardsrisk.com, I have all of those links there. However, like you, however you like to listen to, awesome. or not listen to. I, I'm so used to saying yeah. listen because we're on a podcast. Wherever you like to read or ingest your uh, web comics, you can go check it out there. And then we'll see. Hopefully, if I can keep up with a yeah. now once a week schedule, which. It's, this is just a lot more fun for me than it has been in the past because, like, all the comics are four panels. I can make them a lot faster. It, it, there's more fun and energy behind them. I can go from kind of idea to finished product in, like, 
a day oh, instead yeah, yeah. of where it's taken me days and days and days and like so many panels. So it's been really, really fun. So uh, follow along uh, and watch as I grow the characters and evolve them. So liferewardsrisk.com. Go check it out. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Go, go, go do, uh, you know, we've, I was funny. I was thinking about, was it you? Maybe I was talking to somebody else, like literally uh, before uh, it was like tw- 2014, early 2014, 2013, we wrote the history of Marvel studios before. Like mm-hmm. we knew like, We've only been like seven movies, and like, oh, this is great. How are we gonna get seven more? And like, we got like seven <laughs> this year. Uh, so you know, I know um, your pickled comics and your artwork is, is, is they're always great. So I agree for everyone. This is Mike not promoting himself. This is me promoting Mike for him. Go check out and and click follow. Oh, screw! There. I will promote myself. I know you the will. Whole podcast. I every everyone toots their own horn, Mike. I'm just saying. There's as a secondary, <laughs> unbiased source, and people know I will be unbiased with you. Uh, Technic. Technically, every second yeah. I talk on this podcast, I am promoting exactly. myself in a way. So. 100%. Um, <laughs> so then let's jump into this. I want to say, you know, Mike has not seen this movie. I was able to go see the fan event of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves this week, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is currently at $38 million opening weekend, and it was only projected, like, originally for, like, $25 mm-hmm. uh, million. They made it for, like, $125 million. It's, like, 71 overall first weekend. Great news for this movie, right? I will say... This is one of those films that had, was just an absolute blast to watch in theaters the whole time I was there. Like, it is, you know, a, a band of, of people, right? You know, different people from, from du- different classes from Dungeons & Dragons lore, if you will, uh, going on an adventure across realms dealing with, you know, Dungeons & Dragons-y things and um, having, you know, I've got a little, little deeper knowledge of the D&D world, um, but, like, you know, even... You know, my wife, who has no idea what any of this is, had a great time because I think the chemistry of the characters are great. Uh, the action scenes are wild and varied; like they feel really good. Uh, it's got a really good, you know, um, I guess antagonist uh, that you you want to root against, and like the stuff they're doing. It was just a really really fun time, Mike. So like, I'm trying not to give this away because this this there's so much in this movie. There's even a surprise cameo about halfway through that just blew my socks off. Uh, That's. That's great. Yeah, I've been hearing lots of buzz. We met up with uh, uh, some friends last night that are usually like pretty picky when it comes to their movies and entertainment. And, you know, I knew they had seen the movie earlier that day. So I was like, oh, how did you like it? You know, I was kind of like yeah. bracing for the worst. They're like, oh, no, we had a good time. Yeah. You know, like kind of like no notes type of situations. So I was like, oh, OK, I mean, if it can if it can please them, they're they're doing something yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would like to see you after watching this and, and hopefully when you get to watch it, we can talk about it. It's like, you know, sequels in this world. Right. Or like more movies set in this world that are mm-hmm. like maybe running Jason. They, they cross paths with the other characters because that's how, you know, D&D campaigns work. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think they've set themselves up for really knocking it out of the park with this because it's just so funny and so great and um you know the the lead characters are chris pine and michelle rodriguez by the way uh and they they're they just have such great like they they embody the two characters uh, through and through everybody else does great too but like you know you have two uh, strong leads and they they really mm-hmm. knock it out of the park and everybody else just kind of goes along with them um had a really good time with uh the the actor from bridgerton reggie jean page uh he is the paladin in this movie and just just chef's kiss mike like on how they, they handle this i i really excited for your 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 reactions like you know for someone like you know who's not as 
knowledgeable about you know how things work yeah. so mm-hmm. um absolutely loved it and uh, i would highly recommend it for anyone who, who wants to go um catch up catch a really fun movie in theaters um you can wait till it comes out i don't know when it'll come out but like i want this to make money enough so like yes we want to make more of these um because the last time chris pine had a franchise with star trek right uh, and and wonder woman and both of those tanked like really quickly on their second movie so hopefully you know they don't wait as long and they can just knock this out pretty quick and, and keep going um, and it's got the guys who wrote the first Spider-Man movie, right? John Francis Daly and, um, oh, what's the other guy? They wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. They they directed mm-hmm. this movie. So, um, fun, fun, through and through. All right, let's jump into some real news. Uh, we're we're, we're, we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, Mike, because there's a teaser video in here. It's like 30 seconds long, telling us tickets are on sale tomorrow, April 3rd. Yes, mm-hmm. I double check that. Um, so go ahead and get ready to get your tickets. We are a month out. This is May 5th. I can't believe we're a month out from Guardians 3, Mike. The the final Whoa. hurrah, if you will. Oh, for some reason, I, I was internalizing like a July release, but wow, yeah. That's, yes. That's quick. <laughs> and and this, this little teaser is, is a lot of little, little quick snippets, nothing like major, but like that makes me think like, oh, they're going to do a big trailer for like buy your tickets now, right? Like that's all mm-hmm. how I feel this works and i feel like that's exactly what they're going to do um tomorrow uh whenever we we get to this this ticket on sale thing um i'm ready to buy uh, i've actually am buying several tickets because uh people want to go watch this one with us um we're, we're starting i guess i'm getting a posse for the movies the marvel movies um no one went with ant-man with me and that should have been a sign that should have been a sign <laughs> yeah. um so um yeah yeah absolutely I'm, I'm excited for this mike i don't know about you but i'm really excited to, to dive into this and you know, get ready for our James Gunn movie a year uh, for the next forever, if you will. <laughs> we, you know, we were at the the um, the uh, I guess bar fr- Friday night, the the arcade bar, and they were playing Suicide mm-hmm. Squad on the TV in there. His movie. Um, oh, hey! So we were watching that. I was like, every time I watched it, I'm like, oh, I remember that part. So, <laughs> um, yep, May fifth, twenty twenty three. Anything else on that? You good? No, you, I think we're ready to the for the just, main event. You just want to get to this part. It's so bad. I can, <laughs> I can tell in your voice. Um, so we are at the part we're going to talk about secret invasion. Um, mm-hmm. for everyone who doesn't know, there are, there are time codes in this. If you want to jump around to wherever you are, if you don't want to listen to us, listen, watch this trailer. Um, I'm going to put a time code, uh, whenever it's over as well. So there'll be two time codes, one for when it starts and one for when it's over. Um, so it's a two minute trailer, Mike. Uh, we're going to go ahead and watch it live. I'm going to, hopefully the sound comes through. If not, I'll try to edit, um, into it. But Mike, are you ready to rock and roll yeah, on this trailer? I, I... I got it pulled up. I, my mouse is on the play button. I'm ready to go on a three, two, one. All right. Uh, let me make sure uh, all this is coming into my headset. All right. Ready? Uh, yes. hold, hold on one more second. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, guys. I, I've got like too many. <laughs> oh I'm, try, I'm trying to watch it while also, um, you know, make sure the, the, the podcast the trailer, works. There's no way the trailer lives up to all this hype. Yeah, We're absolutely. just excited because rarely does a trailer air the second yeah. that we start recording the podcast. All right. We're going to start in three, two, one. Let's go. Fury. Since you've been gone, things have gotten much worse. Why do you think I came back? You're in no shape for this fight that lies before us, old friend. This is personal. 
Very few of us know about the wars fought in the shadows that have raged on this planet. Do you feel responsible? Where are the Avengers? This war is one I have to fight. Alone. Wanted man on the planet. You don't know what they have planned for you. The Great Nick Fury. That's one moody, <laughs> yeah. moody trailer for sure, man. Uh, I feel like they could swap out Secret Invasion and just call it the Nick Fury yeah. show because yeah. that seems to be the the pivot that they're making there well, with that trailer. I would say Secret Invasion. You know, people like the clicks, right? They like the like mm. the name of a comic book coming to life. So I think that's why they named it that. But absolutely, this is the, the as they say there at the end of the trailer, the one last one last fight for Nick Fury. And I would not be surprised if he doesn't make it out of this. Uh, you know, right? Like we, like we, we've done our Nick Fury stuff. We, we can, we can put him in the pasture, if you will. Um, Samuel Jackson's been great in this role, right? For literally fifteen years now, um, and I loved yeah. in this trailer. I don't know if he like had different like facial hairstyles throughout this. Like he had like a a full beard, a goatee, like a half beard uh, the whole way through. I mean, that. I don't know if it's the just the clips chosen for the trailer, but he seemed a little bit more like reserved in a way, like mm-hmm. extremely cautious. You know, I love this idea that he, you know, has been in space, you know, in my head canon, it kind of feels like, oh, he's been busy thinking very macro uh, or right now. Like I'm out in space. I'm worried about, you know, like the next big giant alien that's going to eat our planet. And like, oh, yeah, when I'm off surface, people start blowing up buildings. Um, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, Chris, but as like an American audience member whenever i see like an aerial view of like london like you know <laughs> kind of like those particular buildings i always get like mission impossible like yeah. uh james bond vibes i'm like oh like that aerial shot of like kind of like is it the river thames right yeah, and, like, yeah the bridges and stuff and that one building that kind of looks like a unbloomed flower it's... i'm always just like oh it's gonna get spy shit is about to happen yeah, yeah. so that, that that shot really resonated with yeah. me oh absolutely and, and you know this seems to be like you said reserved in terms of not just tone but of visuals as well right like this seems mm. filmed like literally like you, you mentioned like a Jason Bourne movie like a little bit mm. right like very actually dark and, and uh, I hate the word gritty like grungy even <laughs> a little bit um, so I, I, I'm seeing that a little bit it's fun to see Talos it looks like you know again we see Amelia Clark who's confirmed to be playing uh, Gia which is the daughter of Talos she was like a little girl in the first Captain Marvel movie remember so, um, oh, yeah. So she's yeah. a grown up version of that character from, from Captain Marvel. Uh, the, in there, that the, the main uh, actor, Ben uh, Kingsley Deer, he, he seemed to have like, looked like, um, like tentacles grow out of his arm there a little bit at the end. Uh, there was a shot there he was doing. I've seen a couple of pictures of that on the internet. That's Ooh. interesting. I don't know what powers they have other than shape shifting, but, yeah. Uh, Are- 
fantastic. Are, is, is this a, because the whole story here is that there could be, right, there's like an alternate alien that's not the Kree that, that they're fighting against as well, or is it a different faction? I don't remember exactly it, where we landed on the story the last time we it, talked about it. It is a, is a faction of Kree, uh, or scrolls is a faction of scrolls. Yeah, who, sorry, no, the Cree were the the blue ones. The blue ones, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but they are, and according to this Vanity Fair article, they are extremists. You know, who you know, as we saw in Captain Marvel, they're refugees, right? At the end of that, in this, they are like we are tired of sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing. Like these radicalists, like want to like take over and, and and make their own destiny. Uh, it sounds like so. This this really. Uh, is crazy. I saw a bunch of you know. Again, we get to see um Martin Freeman, Everett Ross again, right? We saw him in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. This looks like a better Everett Ross. No offense to to whatever little bit they threw bone they threw him in Black Panther, but like this looks way more fun, right? That he's in England mm-hmm. and and doing stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, I you know, the first first reactions. It just looks fantastic. It reminds me of this um Winter Soldier tone, if yeah. you will. A little bit more. Yeah, those intense spy thriller vibes. The one thing that I am kind of just, I'm always on the lookout now for, especially when it comes to these Disney Plus Marvel shows of, is anything of consequence going to kind of come out of this show, right? Mm-hmm. I, I understand a lot of these shows, their main purpose is to establish the, these new characters and to move them forward, right? You know, like with Miss Marvel, the the, op- the the goal of that show is to endear us to the character, right? But we already know these characters. We're already aware of like these um these like these uh this conflict that they're setting up right now if you look at secret invasion in the comic books that is a big inflection point yeah. right you have characters that have been aliens for the longest time it has literally been a secret invasion oh so and so has actually been dead all along and they've been a clone or alien whatever you want to call them the whole time i wonder if any big things like that's going to happen right yeah. is this going to be required watching because uh, it, or is it, you know, or is it just going to be like, oh, I, some random C-list characters in the MCU were actually well, duplicates the whole time? It's not really that big of a deal. I, I really hope it is the other way, right? I, we, we see not only Martin Freeman, who we also saw Don Cheadle return, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he was in the first trailer walking without his assistance. Well, of his- what if Don Cheadle was a scroll the whole time and that's why the character looks, looks so different look, between Iron Man 1 and look, 2. Look, <laughs> I'm not going to we're not going to get into it but um uh in good news this week Ike Perlmutter was fired from Disney. Uh thank God. He is infamous for being like, "Oh, we'll replace Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle because audiences won't notice, Mike." So I don't even want to touch <laughs> what you said because of how uh, an insensitive prick he is. So um but Overall, like you, you linked this Vanity Fair article, which I did not get to see until now. It's got a lot of good screenshots in here, right? You get to see, you yeah. know, Nick Fury, Maria Hill. There's one shot there. It's probably Maria Hill, but it looked like it could be literally Chloe Bennett who played Quake. Her return that's been rumored forever. Like whenever mm. the car flips over, I'm like, wow. I, I want to see how many people are in this show that we just don't know yet. Um, yeah, I mean, Maria Hill. She's the type of character that seems like the perfect has been an alien all along, right? You know, no one's super endeared to her character in a way where it's going to throw everybody off, but she's kind of always been there, right? Assisting. So I I could see that being being a shift. The problem with that is she was confirmed to be an alien in the last movie we saw her in, Spider-Man. 
far from home yeah, but at the we, end. But we're not a hundred percent sure. I, was she? Did they ask them to do that? Like, oh, like, yeah. go take my SATs because you know. Well, I just don't think go look like me and take my SATs. Right. I just don't think that it's going to be an alien playing another alien. I, I, that's my only thing. I don't think they're going to do the same character twice. Would be my, you know, uh, thought process. But really, uh, it, it could be so many people in here. Uh, hopefully, we we get to see some more, and they really pull the rug out from under us. Um. The uh, it was really fun to see him like literally his. It kind of reminds me of of the ill fated Terminator Three movie when Nick Fury goes to his grave and tomb and like starts pulling guns and stuff out of oh, his like yeah. graves. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, of course he did. Of course he buried his himself with yeah. well, guns. Th- right. That's always the fun thing about Nick Fury. Right. He is always one step not ahead of just the uh, the baddies and the other cast members. He's always ahead of the audience, too, yeah. right? Just when you think he's down and out, he's got a secret, you know. His secrets uh, have his secrets, they say, yes, in the exactly. movie. Um, yeah, kind of like uh, kind of like Batman, in a way. I feel like Batman always has, like, he might not be super-powered, but he's yeah. always got uh, plan B, C, yeah. D, E, you know. He's, he's, got, he's got friends in low places and guns when he needs them. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, to me, it feels like they're literally, you know, taking the the Secret Invasion storyline, that, that character, and literally, like I said, even with the cars blowing up and flipping over, feeling like they're taking uh, Winter Soldier vibes. Like, that Nick Fury, right? The badass Nick Fury we saw in that one. Um, you know, he's sick of your shit kind of thing in this, so... Um, I'm I'm excited for this, Mike. We have we have a release date of June 21st of this year, mm-hmm. so um, that's two months after Guardians comes out, almost a month and a half. That's really you know kind of takes our, our release schedule we looked at and pushes it back just a hair. But I think that goes with everything we're saying. Like Marvels slash Disney are not slowing down releases, but spacing them out a little bit more, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, right. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun to watch that. So it was fun. Yeah, watching it live. Yeah. Well, so we'll we'll keep you guys posted if anything else comes up. But I'm I'm very excited to get on and dive into that. Maybe pull some secrets out next week when we when we come back. Fantastic Four, the movie that uh, no one has done right so far in the history of <laughs> Fantastic Four movies, uh, has hired Josh Friedman, who wrote uh, Avatar: The Way of Water, to write the script for for the upcoming movie. So yeah, everyone knows I've already been. Uh, blue pilled by Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm down for it. I like the story. Uh, I I I seem to fluctuate between. Uh, do I want a serious Marvel movie or do I want a fun Marvel movie? I think there is home for both of them, right? But one thing that was refreshing about Avatar: The Way of Water was kind of its intensity, right? There's not right. a really lot of like quips here and there. You're just in a dramatic story with aliens versus humans versus whales versus crab robots right and it's just like an intense ride so yeah i'm fine if they want to bring a little bit of that energy with the uh, fantastic four um yeah so yeah good job I, Josh. I, absolutely <laughs> and i think you know one of the things about the wave water is it is a tight movie on family right like literally he 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 wrote a really good family story in there um absolutely so i think that can translate over really well is avatar has the sci-fi parts right which you know fantastic four will need he's done great i will also say i um give him uh credit for um he wrote uh the right he wrote and and created the terminator sarah connor chronicles um, oh yeah, TV that's show. like a cult classic i loved watching that when, when that when that came out so i'm like this guy knows science fiction through and through uh for that so uh, really really excited to kind of see um see what he what he does with this and I, I looked up he's actually also 
uh, got Avatar 3, 4, and 5 credits because apparently they're all tied in together as well. So mm-hmm. this guy is just working his way through Hollywood in all the right right areas. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, Wonder Man, we, we reported on this, I say, months ago, but it's been, I think, confirmed that actor Demetrius Gross, uh, who was in that show, I can never remember the name, where... Uh, Lovecraft Country. He's in Lovecraft Country. Um, mm-hmm. He officially has joined the, the series as the character Grim Reaper, who is the brother to Wonder Man. Uh, Grim Reaper in the Marvel comic books, he literally has this big, weird, galactus-looking headpiece and a scythe for a hand on one of his things. So <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with him in the, in the MCU, but like he's a, he's a little out there, but he's always been like a you know a, a killing-style villain in there. So be interested to kind of see what they do with him in this. Um, and knowing that uh, the actor who plays Black Manta in Aquaman is uh, Wonder Man, this all kind of lines up a little bit together. So I, I would like to mo- know more about Wonder Man, Mike. I don't know about you. This is like I, we keep getting casting information and news about it, like right, like. But what's what? Where is it? What's it going to do? Is where yeah. Since live? it since it's kind of like a lower kind of tier character overall that no one's uh, super familiar with for the most part. Like all of the all of the devil is going to be in the details in, in the way, right? You know, what is the story? What are they trying to tell? Mm-hmm. You know, so th- there's not going to be like probably big flashy, you know, headlines for this one. It'll be yeah. it'll air, the, and we'll see if we like it or not. Yeah, uh, well, I said the only two big things. It is bringing back um, Ben Kingsley, right, as uh, Trevor Slattery in this, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, I think maybe sh- I'm not showrun, but created by Des. Uh, Daniel Destin Cretton, who did Shang-Chi. Uh, so I think those are just two big names attached to this. But, like, I, what, what genre is it? Is it humor? Is it, you know, a comedy action? Is it, like, a drama? Is it a where, – where does this live? I, that's where I kind of like to, to pinpoint it. But I think we'll get more. I, I hate to say it, but we're starting got to start thinking about SDCC, Mike. That's going to be our mm-hmm. next big con where we get some news. So we'll cross our fingers for that. Captain America, New World Order. We got images for this. You want to get in our show notes because you're going to want to see two things. One, the official return of Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, Mike. We have not seen her in the MCU since The Incredible Hulk in 2008. Uh, they have brought back literally every actor and character in this movie back into the MCU at some some point. So um, I think this is fantastic. Uh yeah, that she is she's back in here as this role. It looks to me like they're maybe at a funeral or something. Um, yeah, is this? I'm looking at the second photo. Is this a short person next to her, or is that like a daughter or a teenager? Uh, let me, uh, let no, me. okay. One, this one's a little closer. No, I don't think so. It looks like an adult. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's just like some forced perspective there a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, Liv Tyler returning um, as as a character in that Captain America, uh, uh, for New World Order, and then we get to see also in this one this set you get to see you know Anthony Mackie back, and it looks like he's got an arm in a sling. Someone has probably died after a battle or something, right? It looks like uh, something got wrong. Yeah, like, are, are we looking at, like, set photos for, like, the last episode of the season or something? Right? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a day. I don't know. It's a movie, uh, so we don't have to worry about that. Oh, but, yeah, that's right. It is a movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, but th- that's fun. You know, confirmation that she is returning, uh, and uh, that's, that's great. The next set of the two photos I think we'll talk about a little bit more. Uh, we have Harrison Ford on set uh, looking like regular Harrison Ford any other day. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, Tim, uh, Blake Nelson literally looking like he just woke up, uh, as he always looks, but his arms are green, Mike. Mr. Yeah, that's the bit, 
big takeaway here, it, and it, it looks like, I mean, I hate to, I hate to give everyone this visual. It looks like he's been fishing around in like a toilet, mm-hmm. right? You know how like in a porta potty, like they dye the water. It yep. looks like he dropped like his watch or something, and he went in there with each hand trying to fish it out. Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't know, like. Is this supposed to be like maybe he's like mid transformation, or do they just need a close up on his hands? Like I yeah. don't really know what the context of just his hands because it looks like they're done, right? He's yeah. like walking to set. You know, I, I can't imagine makeup stops halfway up the arm and then says, "Okay, go to lunch and come back." Right? It yeah. seems like this is how much they need his hands colored for the scene. Yeah, they they could be doing post production color on his skin because the leader normally has a human like body, but the large head. Uh, right as his character build uh-huh. but to me this kind of looks like him how he looked in the incredible hulk ending so is this like maybe they're filming the first time he transformed at the end of the movie like oh, a little bit because this looks just i mean he looks the same he's an actor right actors don't age mm. too often uh even harrison ford doesn't look as old as he does in these set photos um but yeah his green hands are really throwing me off but like you know the leader's a different character uh, like he doesn't transform back and forth. He's just always green and is smart all the time. So uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see this in action. I'm very excited that we're starting to film some of this stuff out out in yeah. public, right? To, to get going. Praise the, uh, tele- the owners of the telephoto lenses that are out there standing up on some grassy knoll with yeah. this downshot perspective of getting yeah. these uh, actors. Always yeah. funny. And, and what's crazy is, uh, just to touch on the Harrison Ford ones a bit, like he's in blue shoe, blue blue shirt, black tie, black pants. He doesn't have the Thunderbolt Ross mustache going on here. Um, so uh, I don't know if maybe they're they're going to forego that, you know, with this version of him have or not. But Harrison Ford mustache. I want to see. Oh, my God. It's so weird. Oh no. You can find photos of him in a mustache, but it is not often. He, this is like, this would have been like, maybe like, uh, older, like older as in like in the past for, wow. Like he doesn't look bad with a mustache, but you historically have seen him more like usually there's a goatee, a goatee or stash in a way. The, 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 the cleaner shaven beard about the time he was doing star Wars. He looks Tom Selleck-y with the mustache, not necessarily in a bad way. But he could yeah. pull it off. I mean, he's a handsome man. He could pull off it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's a thick mustache. You know, he's got that Hollywood thick mustache. So um, I'm interested to see if maybe they CGI it on there or something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can check out all those photos in our show notes um, and, and, and get to take a look at that. Because that is going to be, if they're filming, I'm very excited to see what we get on, on as we get closer to that. Uh, Deadpool 3 news. uh here uh the actor actress leslie uggams and actor uh, karan sony uh will or i guess sony will be back uh for deadpool 3 they have been in all three deadpool movies uh leslie uggams is blind owl right you remember that from the other mm-hmm. movies and then uh karan uh sony w- was the taxi driver uh, mm-hmm. from, from those so i just i just saw as well that they have hired yet another rewrite another well, writer i it, think it it's was not, zeb wells who's a comic writer uh he is Ooh. not rewriting it it's like he's joined the writing team i think he's doing individual like touch-ups for some of the I, jokes I, i'm taking this um i'm trying to take this in the in the best way possible right because we all want deadpool 3 to be good i think there has just been so much strategic changes for this movie over the years from when it's entered production that 
the movie has now needed to accomplish different things than it has previously, right? Mm -hmm. I would imagine the first version of the script was probably more of like, let's make a third Deadpool movie that fits in line with the last two that you just saw. But now it almost feels like, well, we have to do that, but we also kind of need to bridge this gap, right? We're bringing this very meta character into a brand new universe. Everyone's expecting the character to comment on this whole multiversal craziness, right? Uh, we're going to be throwing in, you know, we talked about it last week, throwing in characters from the TVA, right? So it just seems like it's doing a lot more, which is why that they've had so many passes at the mm. script. So um, I'm, it, I'm definitely it, well, looking forward to this movie. And, and I'm going to say Zeb Wells, uh, he's, not a, he's not a movie writer, right? Um, he's, he's, he's done a couple TV shows. Super Mansion, do you remember the animated show Super Mansion? Mm, yeah, was that the stop motion-y one? Uh, Wasn't that a crackle like original or something? No, like that? Uh, no, it, it was. Um, well, I don't know actually what it was on. Uh, he did Supermansion, and he's he's worked on Robot Chicken, right? He's he's like more of a joke writer, if you will, or like mm-hmm. a, like. So I think he, I don't think he's writing the script. I think he's in there to like polish some of the, the, the interactions a little bit because he's worked in comic books. Mm-hmm. He's worked in in you know again Robot Chicken mostly. I think if I remember correctly, he did write the um, one of the She Hulk episodes. Uh, where they went to um, Abomination's place, the, mm-hmm. like where she went and hung out with. The, he wrote that episode as well, so he's he's got his finger in a couple couple Marvel things. Um, oh, I just pulled him up. He's the head writer of Marvel Zombies animated show as well, so he's getting in there. But like, I think he's just touching it up a little bit. So um, I'm excited for Deadpool three. I am. I mean, this is great. They're bringing these actors back. More writing. More people touching the script. Right. That's always good. Um, how many how many people touched what was it into the Spider Verse we looked at one time? It was like eight different people mm-hmm. wrote it. So, you know, the more the merrier. Sometimes, so <laughs> cross our fingers. Because I was gonna bring up the next thing is across the Spider Verse, Mike. We get our new trailer on Tuesday, and we got a little preview today uh, in our show notes. You can go watch. Um, and um, this uh, movie again drops June second, so I don't think it's a, a ticket trailer uh, this week, but um. Very excited to learn more about these Spider-Verse movies. The first one was fantastic. We want to know more. Uh, I did hear on reports on the 30th that the live-action Spider-Man characters, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, uh, Tobey Maguire, are rumored to be involved in something Spider-Man related. Um, A lot of people were thinking maybe they're going to make cameos in Across the Spider-Verse. Sony would probably do that because they saw a billion dollars out of the last time they were all in a movie. But... Um, I'm interested to see what Sony has up their sleeves coming coming soon for this stuff. Yeah, stay stay tuned with the Spider Verse Two stuff. The very first Spider Verse movie was having early screenings where you could check it out a couple weeks in advance, depending yeah. on your location and city. But it has been elevated much more <laughs> since that first film. So uh, it might not. You might have to wait until it comes out like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, check out the spot or wait for the trailer on Tuesday. Again, their trailer's dropping all over Tuesday. Tomorrow morning on Monday, you can actually catch the new Blue Beetle trailer, Mike. The first footage of this live-action movie debuted through a teaser in our link in our show notes and you can see the suit uh, take place um a little bit of the action and the trailer will be first if you're listening to this on monday morning the trailer's probably out um mm-hmm. but like literally very excited to to see this come to life right like this is like the dc movie we have nothing other than set photos on uh mm-hmm. so really cool to to get some some actual and, footage yeah going on i here. just watched the the teaser the teaser looks fun 
yeah. it's exciting. It's very it's very kinetic, at least with the little bit of camera work that we're seeing in here. So yeah, and then the suit looks. You know, again, I, it's not. Um, I I cannot open Twitter in my browser right now because I'm having uh, <laughs> a crisis. But um, if I go over to the other thing, I open up like it's um. Yeah, like it looks the beetle is like very bright blue, right? In this, and the suit at the end is, um, you know, very I guess like blue looking. Like it's very cool, like how blue it is, like electric blue. Well, it's blue. Yeah, yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like you know, I've expected more of like a muted tone, uh, and they they really like leaned into like here's the outline blues, here's the glowy part, the yeah. the stuff. So, so yeah. So just seeing this teaser trailer. Right. It makes me think, okay, we're seeing the origin for a character. And then overall, I'm just thinking DC Universe for the entirety of the some sort of universe that they're trying to get off the ground, whether it's like Snyder or, or whatever, Dwayne Johnson, however you want to call it. Uh, the heroes have always existed, right? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe Man of Steel kind of it seemed like something new and brand new. But really, if you look at it, Batman was already out in the world when Man of Steel was technically out there, yeah. you know, destroying and, Metropolis. Well, and and so Wonder like, Woman had been around for even longer. Yeah, that's true. So how how is this going to work with, like, Blue Beetle, right? You know, as we see, every time there's, like, a teenager, right, in any of these movies, there's always, like, a Superman poster in the bedroom. It almost just seems like a lame uh, attempt to say that there's already superheroes there, right? I would like to see them maybe do something a little bit more creative than just, oh, a poster on the wall of Superman, right? So I'm curious to see if they'll do anything unique there, right? Since they're kind of starting from scratch, at least with a character. If if they are wanting this to pay forward into James Gunn's universe, right? And called mm-hmm. God, what gods and monsters, I think, right? Um, my guess is last minute, go remove any reference to anything DCEU related uh, mm-hmm. and just put up whatever, anything not comic book related and see if it works. And if it doesn't stick and doesn't land, they won't use them, but I think they'll probably be like, now just take it all down. Like we don't want anything to people to remember this by at all. So, Know, know what they should do. Remove the whole reference of Superman poster on the wall. And you know how they have those, like, limited editions, like McDonald's meals that are crafted to celebrities? Like, uh, I'd like the, the Superman uh, McDouble meal. And oh, then yeah. you get, like, a, a little designer toy with it. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to guess, like, this, they're not going to take the Shazam route, right? It'll be a little more standalone, uh, hopefully. Knock on wood. But uh, Less, well, uh, less, ki- less black adam kickflips oh yeah yeah well, I, well maybe we'll no i'm kidding uh we'll, we'll we'll see uh joker stuff joker uh we uh, a video clip in here mike i don't know if you saw that there's a video clip of lady gaga um as harley quinn or i guess as harley harleen quinzel but also a photo of her as harley quinn from set like they're out filming this in the streets everyone oh, can yeah. see uh lady gaga has been in and out of my uh social feeds like all week long like, I think when we were recording the podcast last week, yeah. there was some kind of stuff dropping, and then they're filming on probably, I don't know, it's, I feel like it's always Cleveland, right? It's always like some like, it's some like bigger town in Ohio oh, yeah. where they're always like doubling for some sort of court steps. So I don't know if that's exactly what's happening here, right? But yeah, like, 
I've seen people throwing around the idea that like she's maybe Joker's lawyer or mm. something, but she, she seems to be walking up and down these steps in some official capacity. Yes, she's like smooching people, and yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't need. It's very out of context. So the first one is her in the Harley Quinn outfit in, in a crowd, which is cool looking, right? I think Ooh. that that first look is you know nothing's ever the same until you 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 see it in in action. But I think they they have tailored her look to this joker universe fairly well right um mm-hmm. this isn't you know this is not your animated harley quinn this isn't your your margot robbie this is the joker universe version and it fits really well i think really really good job the other one is she's not in this outfit but it is the exact steps from the joker and i think someone even said in the comments maybe she's singing something while doing it as well mm-hmm. like kind of leading credits like it's maybe part musical of a movie as well I don't know. Um, I don't know at all. I don't know anything yeah. about this movie, Mike, and it's really yeah, I mean, it's not freaking me out. But I'm like, this is crazy that we don't know anything about this. Yeah, I mean, we we've seen in the first movie that there's kind of these, you know, out of body kind of experiences, right? So yeah. you could see like, you know, a musical number happening, but it doesn't necessarily affect the narrative, right? It's mm-hmm. not like we're going to defeat the villain with song and dance. It's like somebody's having a psychotic episode and it happens to be a song and dance in their head or something like that. So, you know, that could be happening. But I don't know. This this whole Joker thing is, is so... I don't know if I want to say lightning in a bottle necessarily, but it's definitely unique to everything else out there happening right now, comic mm-hmm. book-wise, right? I mean, it's 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 an it's an own unique take on the character, right? Doesn't really seem to be interconnected to the universe at large. I can't see in my mind's eye Joaquin Phoenix like jumping through like a portal, right, and yeah. landing in James Gunn universe. It like it kind of feels like does it you know does it end here, right? You know, mm. is this the last? You know, well, a bit of it. I I thought the last one was the last one, right? I, <laughs> right. You know, you know, the first one it can stand alone on its own and be good. So the fact that they're doing two, um, kind of kind of interesting. Now, James Gunn or not, you know, the people running this this show probably have their fingers in and deals made that if they wanted to do a third one, they probably could. But I don't feel um. Like, I don't know if they're making this with the third one in mind, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, I, I'm making this assumption on nothing. I hope they're not making it with the third one in mind. Like, hey, we want to make a good second movie. And then maybe like, oh, well, we got a great idea. Let's make a good third movie if, if, if this is well received. If, if they make a third one, I want to see them go kind of almost like full like indie comic or alternate universe route in a way of like do a time jump between the second movie and the third movie. And now like Bruce Wayne's an adult and there is a Batman out there, but like maybe Batman in this universe is like a total like asshole, right? Yeah. Like maybe it's kind of more of like a, um, uh, Oh, what's the Will Smith Superman superhero movie? Oh, Can't Hancock. Oh, Han- Hancock, right? Maybe it's like something like that. So it's like, you know, just this totally different, like the boys, kind of take even though i say totally different take and i reference something that's already existing right so yeah you know that could that could be kind of fun and then you know conclude it as a trilogy as you as movies used to do yeah and 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 they they could they could easily i don't know if that i mean how much time jumping are they gonna have to do because right bruce wayne was like a young boy in the last one right um to make batman work hey i mean if you do if there's like a there's kind of like 10 years in each movie. I mean, that'll kind of get you there. Well, that's if there is 10 years. I don't, again, this doesn't look like maybe there's 10 years, but like, 
I would say if I wanted to see anything out of this, is maybe maybe it's not a Batman. Maybe we don't even know who the villain is, but like who are the villains? And you know, like maybe it's another, I guess, quote unquote, Batman villain. Um, is, is it like when the villains are at each other rather than someone saving uh. the city? Uh, again, not necessarily a penguin, but you know, we'll talk about another Batman character who's rumored here in a second. But I'd be interested to see them bring not just you know Joker, Harley Quinn. Uh, I think they, there was like what Harvey Dent on some of the signs, um, like you mm-hmm. know, in, I in, think so. Yeah. In some of the other set photos this week, uh, pull pull a villain out that's like um, I wouldn't say underutilized, but could live in this Joker universe who isn't like super powered or like you know, I don't know, like doesn't who couldn't fit in here. Like you're not gonna have the animated series version of Clayface in here, just as an example uh, that we'll Ooh. talk about again here in a second. Um, but like maybe maybe it's the the what Scarecrow, right from the, the the Dark Knight, or I guess Batman Begins? You have like a Scarecrow version. So um, I don't know. You guys check out the links in our show notes. You can check out uh, Lady Gaga dancing on the Joker stairs and uh, her, her Harley Quinn outfit. But speaking of the Batman, the uh, the current Batman script uh, is uh, going through iterations, very much in flux. But they said that Clayface is currently a big part of the Batman Two script. And, um, in case you didn't know, there was the original Clayface, um, I can't think of his name, but he was someone who had, like, a clay mask that he would wear, so people couldn't see who he was. He was not the clay monster that we're all familiar with from the 90s, or the 90s show and later. Yeah, it makes you wonder what you do, right? Because that is the most iconic version of the character, is the transforming, kind of mimicking, mystique-style you know, character. And I would say that's generally what the audience is expecting. Right. You know, I know Matt Reeves is kind of building more of a grounded Batman universe here. Right. Uh, You know, especially with the Riddler. Like, and that's just kind of like a psychopath that you fight. Right. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know, like sometimes when you're reading a comic book or getting into superhero land, you want a little like, you know, uh, magic to happen in a way. So, like, do, you, do does he keep it grounded through his whole trilogy and go hardcore mm-hmm. Nolan? I don't know. Uh, does he start to maybe try to evolve it a little bit? I I think we all want to see, like, the clay face that we've seen from right, the animated right, series, yeah. right? That is the iconic version of it. Could they adapt it and make it look realistic in their universe? I mean, why not? Go for yeah. it. Um, well, uh, we'll, have to, we'll I, have to see. I, I think we, we all agree we'd love to see it, but if there is no fucking way they would do that in this universe where Batman is, uh, you know, goth boy, the whole, you know, thing. <laughs> like literally, I don't think they're going to like give people powers, which is sad. Um, and, because you know, the, in the Batman universe, they do have powers. Uh, so yeah. I mean, the only thing I could feel like I could maybe pitch as an idea is like, you know, it's an escalation of an arms race, right? You know, yeah. Gotham used to kind of be lawless in a way. Now, all of a sudden, there's a vigilante on the scene that's putting his boot on villains' necks. So now, maybe the villains are taking more risks, right? And they're, they yeah. want to amp it up a notch. And somebody, I don't yeah. this is like the lamest idea. Somebody falls into like a vat of radioactive clay or I, mm. not like that. But, you know, right. I, I Well, someone, know, someone, but... someone science, scientifically experimenting on themselves to give them powers. Yeah. And it just happens to be. Yeah, you know, the clay-based powers we know. Yeah, but this is indeed going to be the challenge for Reeves moving forward, right? How do I keep my story grounded and realistic and feels like it has stakes, uh, but also how do I stay true to, like, a fantasy comic book world, right, where things aren't 
necessarily realistic. So yeah, I mean, we'll all. It seems like we're gonna have an alternate Batman at some point in time, right? Where we'll get to yeah. lean into more of the fantasy stuff. So maybe that's the strategy. Yeah. Let's leave the fantasy Batman to James Gunn. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be fine. You have your two two universes that are super serious, right? Your Joker and your Batman, and then you have you know James the the DCU version, and you know he's got a son who's an assassin, like a ten year old assassin. Like, yeah, you can probably have some mystical stuff going on in here, right? Like, is if his the kid's grandpa is Ra's al Ghul who had Lazarus pits who could bring him back to life. Like, I think I agree. I think there's an opportunity to have them live side by side for that. So, um, yeah, I I, I love I would I agree with you. At the end of the day. It's probably not going to happen for Matt Reeves being as fun and out there, but I think they could find the original Clayface and make it work in this, but I would not want to take him off the table for somebody else down the road to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Superman, the animated show, My Adventures with Superman, uh, I think we talked about several years ago. Uh, I forgot this was even a thing for a while. Um, mm-hmm. w- was not picked up by HBO Max uh, or Warner Brothers, but has instead... Um, will debut on Adult Swim later this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is a great opportunity to uh, bring up this uh, interview I read this week. It was the whoever the dude that's in charge of Adult Swim right now. He has a lot of other things under his umbrella, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, like Bloomberg News and I think maybe one other thing because he was promoted kind of when the Warner Brothers merger happened no. from just covering cartoons to now he does a couple other things right so he was uh being interviewed and he was kind of talking about the overall strategy for animation and he says you know there's this kind of dichotomy right now between my boss you know zavlov who wants to lean into everything kind of like reality show based right because it's cheaper to produce you know you can make a lot more of it much faster than you can animation but he laid out this really interesting statistic where he said they're all very impressed how long lasting uh animation is mm-hmm. uh he said that now that they have you know all of these stats you know from all of this technology and streaming and everything they said uh some like maybe three percent of their viewing time comes from uh aqua teen hunger force yes i am probably two percent of that but yes yeah which produced their last piece of content like in 2015 or something like that so like the the legacy power content of animation is very very strong so yes it takes longer to make it's more expensive it's more of a gamble but like you can actually have a robust catalog with animated stuff because it just doesn't age like who goes back and re-binges and re-watches reality shows? I'm sure there's yeah. some people out there, but that's just not a thing that you do with, like, you know, th- that type of content. Yeah. Well, so, there, there's no yeah, story, it, right? Like, most of the reality show stuff, like, once you know the ending, everything else is is irrelevant. It, yeah, and he he was saying he, he's feeling very supported. He's feeling very empowered uh, with the executives that are telling him to, like, keep blazing forward, make more of these cartoons. We're loving it. So mm-hmm. I think it's cool that this is landing on Adult Swim because I think that is just going to be a good home for this type of stuff moving forward. And, and Chris, I don't know. This is just me getting older, uh, looking at these younger whippersnappers who doesn't remember what, it, what it's like. But when we were kids, Adult Swim started at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. because they could not show anything salacious on Cartoon Network before 10 p.m. 
Now they're talking about a brand new Adult Swim hour yep. that starts at like 6 p.m. They have moved Adult Swim up so much earlier in the day. Well, they're like, well, no, we don't care. We don't care what these kids see now. Adult Swim is so popular. It's starting at 6 p.m. Well, I, I, I think I disagree with you. I think they have taken what we called uh, Toonami and evolved that into Adult Swim, name, the brand name, because nobody was watching Toonami anymore. They're like... We put Toonami in Adult Swim. Well, everyone, or I guess the Adult Swim hour. So now Adult Swim's moving up because that was the Toonami block. You, you're trying to tell me uh, uh, little uh, elementary school kids aren't finishing their dinner and then turning on the Squidbillies at like 6.30? No, they're absolutely not. Like, <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're getting home from school to watch their, their Dragon Ball Z mic, just like we used to do. Yeah, but I, you know, I always love uh, talking about a cartoon. So long, long way of saying I'm looking forward to checking this out. And there is a trailer for uh, Genki Kartakovsky's new Adult Swim show called like Unicorn something, Unicorn Soldiers, or I, I don't remember exactly what it was. But it looks pretty cool. It's intense. It's uh, mature, more adult on Adult Swim. So is, is that? Um, I'm looking here because I, I pulled up the Warner Brothers animation series. I'm trying to look at what it was, but I don't see that one in here. Um, like Warner Brothers well, makes a lot of stuff. Goddamn. Yeah, I think I animation. think technically though, WB Animation is still separate yeah. from Cartoon Network and um, Adult Swim. Uh, yeah, like they're all down in Georgia. Uh, WB Animation out here in uh, Burbank. So yeah, well, different worlds, but cartoons for all. Yeah, well, exactly. Like WB does most of the superhero DC stuff, right? That's what I'm seeing. Um, starting with like Batman the animated series, Tiny Toons Adventures. You remember those? Uh, mm-hmm. Freakazoid I actually talked about this weekend so um, all the way up through my adventures with Superman uh, coming sometime Uni- this year it, it, it was Unicorn Warriors Eternal don't let the name throw you off it does not look like My Little Pony at all no. uh, so yeah go check that out absolutely uh, this fun fact on Ahsoka we may have covered this before on air maybe off air I don't remember but there are reports of the Ahsoka show featuring undead stormtroopers, Mike, and my ears new, perked right up. This is this is new to me. I don't know what this is. <laughs> so yeah, so apparently um, you're familiar with the Night Sisters from the Clone Wars, the um, the, yeah, the magic users. The, they brought back like Darth Maul or something. They well, gave him legs, right? They yeah, gave him robot legs. They, they're the ones who yeah who saved him and gave it like brought his sanity back, and they they empowered his brother Savage Oppress right during that time. Um, apparently they're going to be in this show and like use stormtrooper bodies as like undead warriors in this. And the lightsaber, uh, force users are going to be using samurai based lightsaber designs, uh, as well. So like that'll be, that'll be an interesting, uh, bridge, right. To yeah. bring to live action. You know, when you're watching the clone wars, you know, especially if you're more of an adult, you know, you realize, okay, this is content primarily made for kids, but you know, uh, thankfully people like Filoni did their best to make it like all ages, just good storytelling. Right. Mm -hmm. But also when you start to see things like witches doing magic, right. I just kind of like, I kind of let it roll off my shoulders of just like, okay, this is just a clone wars, you know, they are not (laughs) witches using magic. They are witches using dark or uh, dark side force powers is what it is. Like, we, they, but for all intents and purposes, if you're watching it though, it looks like magic. Yeah, like, yeah, but, I don't remember. If, I don't remember if there was a cauldron specifically, but I yeah, feel like I'm remembering a little. They're, they're actually, but they but they were using dark. They were using dark force powers essentially because they were the same. I guess the Zabrak race, right, is what Darth Maul is, and these were like the the female versions yeah. of them. But so, and, and I way. like that idea. I like that idea of how like a different culture on a different planet 
is interpreting the powers of the force in a different way, right? Yeah. I, I can see how that kind of uh, ability could kind yeah. of materialize yeah. as more and, like witchcraft. So I'm just curious to see how do you make that journey to live action yeah. and it doesn't just look like, wait, there's magic in Star Wars now? Yeah. I, know there's, I know there's always been magic in Star Wars, but you know what I'm right. saying. So right, right, right. It'll and be I, interesting to see how that Absolutely. Happens. And I, I, I believe, again faith in Dave Filoni, right? Like, I think he's a great storyteller, understands the universe well. Um, I'm excited to see, literally, because I've heard, like, there's, like, red veins going through the armor. Like, like red energy, like, I guess, lightsaber-like red energy, like, evil energy, like, animating these de- undead stormtroopers. And um, I don't know if you remember, there was a book several years ago, 10, 15 years ago, called Red Harvest. Um, which is a play in reference to Blue Harvest, which was the, mm-hmm. the working title of Star Wars. Red Harvest is um, literally, like... They, they find this, I don't know, they end up on some planet and, like, this platoon of stormtroopers have been reanimated in, like, evil, like, dead zombie stormtroopers. And it was a really cool read. So, I think this is them translating some of that quote-unquote legacy stuff to live action as well. Well, I did just land on a, uh, a wiki page because I just searched, you know, undead stormtroopers. And yeah. I guess... There, there is a story at some point in Star Wars. I imagine it probably happens in a comic book or a novel where there is some sort of like sickness, a viral yeah, that, agent here that that hits some of the that hits some stormtroopers. Yeah, that is that is life. that is from um, Red Harvest. Uh, that's exactly what that's from. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's fan- it's really really fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's a really good scary like zombie story. So absolutely. But then I think you know to me the samurai based lightsaber designs are pretty cool. Like ones using like um. I think they call it a red clay design, which is like a heavier blade, but like you, when you mm-hmm. swing or a heavier hilt, but when you swing, it's got more force behind it along the way. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to see these really take on again. Like you mentioned the different cultures, the different planets, like designs, lightsabers are so basic if they're made by the, the Jedi temples, like, right. They all look the same. I would love to see some more variations on those. Uh, and hopefully they can do it with the show along the way. Um, let's jump into our last bit of news here. This dropped, I believe, was it Thursday? Late Thursday? Maybe first thing Friday? Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Uh, you remember the, it was a book series and then converted to a live action movie in like, what, 2010, 2011? Um, they are now, uh, creating an anime for Netflix for this movie, or for this book series, world series. And, uh, what's really cool is they've gotten all of the live action cast to return and reprise a role as those characters in this anime. Even your best, your new best friend, Chris Evans, is Chris returning, Evans. Yep. which is wild. He must, that just means he had a great time on set with, um, with, uh, uh Edgar Wright, right? Yeah. There's, there's no reason Chris Evans comes back to do like some, you know, Netflix adaptation of something unless he had like a great time. So that was, that was awesome news. I, I think that the term anime is being used here loosely in a way because the art style has already been predetermined, right? You know, the, the original creator, Brian Lee O'Malley, he already designed these characters. And yeah, you could say, you know, there's manga inspiration there, right? So I, I, I would, I would uh, caution people from thinking like, oh, it's getting redesigned and it's going to look like, you know, Death Note or My Hero Academia or something. I'm just hoping for like an authentic, you know, ad- they, adaptation of like the original source material. I, um, so the, the creator, he's involved. He's one writing it. Um, mm. So, so absolutely. They had this, I lost, I, I had the article, I'll pull up. They have already l- named the studio for it, and it is an anime studio. So, uh, I, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're taking. I don't think they're taking the book and translating that exactly. I think they are redesigning it a little bit for the for the movement style of it. Yeah, I guess. I guess we'll. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like big old like you know Sailor Moon. Oh yeah. Type eyes or anything like that. But no, this is exciting. Like Scott Pilgrim versus the World is like one of my like top ten favorite movies of all time. The soundtrack is amazing. You know, and it it feels weird to say this. uh, Like I just I have not really read scott pilgrim the originals Mm. i have i've had i had some of the books for a while i read a few of them i read some of brian lee o'malley's other works like he's done other he had this book called seconds which was uh which was pretty cool uh so i'm familiar with the work yeah yeah, the original source material i don't know like edgar wright just like knocked it out of the park and now it's like it's hard for me to imagine it as anything as anything else but this is gonna be great this is gonna be like meshing both worlds uh together so yeah this is gonna be fun yeah um and and i I, it's for some people they forget how i guess um uh how many actors were so small like right like they were not big name actors when they were in this Mm -hmm. like you know um looking looking up here that came out in what 2010 so uh yeah 2010 so chris evans hadn't even been captain america yet so we've got michael Sarah, mary elizabeth winstead um returning as you know scott pilgrim ramona flowers uh, Kieran Culkin as as his roommate Wallace, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza, Brandon Ruth, uh, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, I don't know who Johnny Simmons is. Mark Webber, Mae Whitman, uh, who was also the voice of uh, Avatar: Last Airbender. The girl's name. Uh, Cor- Cor- not Cora. Not Cora. Uh, Katara. Katara. She's the voice actress of Katara. Uh, and Ellen Wong, a returning Knife Shout. So like absolutely. Stat cast back then, even better, you know, stat cast now after all these years. So, uh, very, absolutely great. Um, I'm trying to pull up, pull up here. They had a little teaser, but it's just the names. Um, but yes, so, uh, Science Saru is the, the studio mic, by the way, that, that is doing this. And they are out of Japan. I'm trying to see if they had any other work they did. Uh, Adventure Time, uh, some stuff like that. I don't know. Oh, oh, Star Wars Visions, uh, for 2021. They did uh akakiri and tob1 do you remember those i don't remember watching those yeah i don't i (laughs) yeah i don't know either way so yeah so i i'm I'm excited to see what they act like you mentioned what what do they do with the visuals and how does the studio actually turn it out so i'm very very excited uh we'll keep you guys posted as more of that comes out netflix has a lot of stuff in like the works and i'm i i want to see them actually deliver some of this product right like while this is cool Netflix still has that live action Avatar series. Um, they've they've been working on a bunch of other stuff. Like, when are they going to deliver some of these product, man? Like that's what I want to know. I'm tired of yeah, tired of waiting. So we'll keep you guys posted. Uh, that's the episode for this week, Mike. We'll we'll let everyone get on with the day. But if people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where they can read that new web comic of yours, where can they find you at? Yeah, they can find me at Mike Royer Design, and you can read my web my new web comic at <laughs> Life rewards risk or life rewards risk uh, dot com go check that out luckily i picked a title where all of the social handles uh, exist everywhere no one's taken it mm-hmm. so uh you're you're good to throw that at in front of pretty much every social media website yeah so go check it out go read it uh i'll be dropping a, a brand new comic at uh, some point this week i haven't decided on a day what's the best day to drop mm-hmm. uh 
the for the first time in history, a former president's getting indicted on Tuesday. So maybe that's not the best yeah. day to, to put something new on the internet, but maybe the day after or uh, something like that. You, you need to so, do it first before they get yeah. to it. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm more important. Uh, but Chris, if people want to check you out, how, how they can... Uh, See how your Chicago experience yeah. went. Find, find me, you? find me on Instagram, Valdan eighty seven or Twitter, Valdan V A L D A N. Um, be I've got I took some videos and photos. We're going through that this week. Put them up there, uh, or then come back to the show every week. Uh, if people know more about Superhero Slate, well, we did our review for uh, what did we last just watch? Mike was it Shazam? We did recently, and then we're coming up on probably Super Mario Brothers or, or yeah, Guardians, sure. one of the two. Uh, where can they get all that goodies at? Head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That is the convention headquarters for everything Superhero Slate. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. We got all of our awesome show notes there, too. We got a lot of blue links in in the notes this week, so you're going to want to hit up those show notes for sure. Uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. and get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out. Uh, let us know if you're looking forward to the next comic book convention out there, which I think the next big one might be San Diego. Um, uh, there's a bunch in the middle, but yeah, the, the, the ones we'll probably cover the most is San Diego mm, for sure. Yeah, because WonderCon was just the other week, and I don't think there was any big news out of WonderCon. But yep. yeah, stay tuned. Um, who knows if there'll ever be another DC fandom. Yeah. Uh, but we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a buddy, share the show with a friend. We'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.